Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bomb Men podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Matthew Osipchuk of the Bomb Men. Going to finish today our series entitled Believing His Word. We're trusting His Word. We're reading His Word in Scripture, and we're relying on it in our lives. One of the things that Jesus had said was, Seek my kingdom first, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, seek my kingdom and all the worries of life that you're consumed with will be taken care of. Do not be anxious for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall clothe yourself in. But seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. These are, this is a passage that's reiterated in Luke 12 and in Matthew 6. And in it, Jesus gives us these pictures. He gives us a picture where he describes, look at the birds of the air. They don't reap or sow, yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. He says, what one of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your height? Which one of you, by worrying, can add a day to your lifespan? And then he uses my favorite picture of all, which is consider the lilies of the field. The field is just a strip of grass, and yet the Lord decorates it with these magnificent wildflowers. They don't toil or spin, yet they grow. And Jesus says, not even Solomon in all of his glory was clothed like the fields. What a picture. What a picture he's laying down for us to look at and realize how much more important are we to the Lord than the birds or the field. And yet we have so much anxiety we build up in our minds and hearts about these things that the Lord has promised us he will take care of. When he says this comment about all these things being added to you, it's because he's pointing us to the rest of the world, the unconverted, those who don't rely on the Lord and how they chase after all these things because they're not concerned about him. They're not concerned about his kingdom. He knows, as believers, as those who are saved, that we still fret and have anxiety over these things. Yet he doesn't want us to be overly concerned with them. He doesn't want them to take a place in our lives. And If we put ourselves in that position of thinking about it this way, let's let's assume that I'm talking to people who consider themselves saved, who know that the Lord has paid the price for your sin so that you might be reconciled to him. There is a place for you in heaven, ultimately, and it has been purchased by the Lord's blood on the cross. Let's assume you believe that and cherish that in your heart. And you're living each day with a cognizant idea that you want to be obedient to him. You're sharing the good news of his gospel 
to the rest of the world, to those who are lost. Well, if you're in that boat, and that's what you're focused on, he has promised to take care of all the rest, all the other things. It seems like a pretty easy transaction to buy into. I seek the kingdom, you take care of all the other business. I seek what it is that's important to you, Lord, and you make sure that all the anxieties that all the unconverted, all the rest of the world seek after are not a problem for me so that I may be first putting my priority there. This is the challenge. This is the big challenge of a Christian walk, I find. And I want to discuss the trap that I think every single one of us falls into. I think that we seek his kingdom by worshiping him as our God. And that may seem like an easy thing to say, but he needs to be number one. We can't have, the first commandment says, we can't have another God in place of God. There are no other gods in place of Jesus Christ. He is the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. Therefore, if he is our only God, then we can't have any other gods. And it's easy to say, oh, I don't have any other gods. Uh, I'm fine. I'm not worshiping any other gods. An idol is a god. It's a, it's a term we use to describe something that we worship. Think about the last month in your life. Maybe you're better than me, but if I think about the last month of my life, or any month in my life over the last number of years, it seems to me like there is something other than God that I'm consumed with. My resources go to it. I live and breathe focused on something else. I seem to put all of my creative power and energy into something other than God. And it becomes an idol. And it can become a whole bunch of different things. It's been my observation that we worship and make an idol out of financial gain and security. Knowing that we're taken care of and we've got our futures all figured out, it's an idol. We seek the approval of others. We want other people to see us in a way that looks like success and we've got it all together. We can become obsessed with that. That's an idol. A need to be heard. A need to have our opinions constantly heard and evaluated and approved of. It's an idol. Adoration. Our society has literally trained a generation of people to believe that they need to be adored. The mirror has become an idol. It's it's not the God we're supposed to worship. It's something that takes us away from seeking his kingdom first. And we have to let those things go. We have to subjugate them to our worship of him as our only God. When we submit our emotions and our anxieties over to him and seek him first and worship him as our God, that allows us to put these things in their proper place and not allow them to become idols. It frees us from the anxiety of the world. Jesus knows 
but pointing us back to God's promises will change our perspective and it grants us freedom from worshiping other things and seeking his kingdom first. My favorite promise in all of the Bible is is that anything that we ask, he will do it in order for his son to be glorified through the Father. That's an amazing promise, but there's something deep in that that we need to understand. He can only answer that promise to us when we are seeking his kingdom first. If we have idols in the way, the idols that we just talked about, he can't answer those for the own purposes of our growth in him. He's conforming us to the image of his son. So when we have something else that we are worshiping outside of his son, we're not being conformed to his image. We can't get past that obstacle. It's a stumbling block to have an idol in front of your pursuit of his kingdom. God will supply every need of ours according to the riches of the glory of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying this is a recipe for prosperity. We only need to look at Job and Elijah to see men who were seeking after God's kingdom and yet had massive trials in their lives. But it is a formula for allowing ourselves to be freed from anxiety, to be freed from the things that the world is concerned with, and instead seek his kingdom and all its righteousness and allow God to bless us in a way that he sees fit so that we have everything we have need of. After all, there's no higher model or aspiration we can possibly pursue than being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil or spin. Trust your Father in heaven. I hope you enjoy today's song.